Hi guys and welcome back to The Marketing Hive. Today Amy and I are going to be talking all about blogging for SEO. We're going to cover how does it work, how do you do it and why should you do it. Um, so Amy, I don't, it's so hard because we're both so obsessed with blogging for SEO and the importance of it that I don't even know who's the best person to kick this off. Um, but it's something <laughs> yeah, that we it, both do. Yes, definitely. And I think it's a part, I think the key thing I would want to probably share in, in terms of like, before we start this is, I guess, expressing like the value behind it, because I think often people kind of like, well, hands up for myself as well doing SEO it's the one thing that you kind of drop off your radar the most or it's the one thing that you probably don't keep consistent with you know we're posting on social media three times a week and we're doing all these checklists to keep up to date with social algorithms and all that sort of stuff but we never keep consistent with blogs but I personally think it's firstly the best place you can start uh, in terms of then creating other content like We'll obviously go into it more of the factors of like how it benefits your SEO and stuff like that, which is obviously like a massive bonus. But equally, when you come to like creating a blog, you're writing a blog that's so big, it allows you to then really repurpose that for your social medias and stuff like that. So I don't know why as business owners, we kind of like start on social and then forget about blogging. So true. So I actually wrote a blog post just a couple of days ago on TikTok SEO. And that's where I started. And then off the back of that, I was like, oh my God, like I can make a TikTok video about this. I can write a LinkedIn post about this. I'm going to send it to my email subscribers. There's so many ways that you can repurpose a blog post because it's the longest form of that content that you're going to make. And so then when you come to, oh my God, what am I going to post about on Instagram or what video am I going to make? You've got the blog. So you can say, okay, I'm going to cherry pick out the best parts or with LinkedIn posts, I will often just take like the core how-to part or with Twitter, you can make like a Twitter thread out of like quotes. And there's so many things that you can do when you start with a blog, but it's the easiest thing to drop off your to-do list because it takes the most time. 100% and like you say it is one of those that yeah you can utilize in so many different ways I know most of the time like we'll go into it in terms of I guess like the keywords but most of the time you often find that even if you do research yourself if you're searching like the best holiday destinations or something like that it's a chunk of things you know of points and tips and stuff like that so if you've got like five best holiday destinations as the example that's five different posts in itself. Let her know, like going into like maybe more little specific details of those bits and stuff. But you can easily just like turn it into so many things. And the benefit is that you're keeping your website up to date as well, which is probably your number one priority or should be. Absolutely. So obviously in this episode, we're saying we're going to talk about blogging for SEO, but I suppose we've we've gone straight in with why you should blog anyway. So there's not it's not just for SEO. There's lots of benefits, like we said, content repurposing, keeping your website up to date. But from an SEO side of things, it's essential for a decent SEO strategy. So this is one of the things. So um, Amy offers monthly SEO packages. So do I. I recently, so I used to do custom quotes for all of my clients, but it always included blogging. Um, but now you'll notice a common theme that any decent SEO package will include blogging. And that is because you need that in order to target 
all the different keywords that you might want to target. Like let's take an average site that might have, I don't know, like maybe 10 pages on it. That's only potentially 10 keywords that you can rank for. Sure, you might end up ranking for other related search terms, but really you can only optimize and you should only optimize for one keyword per page. But with a blog, all of those keywords that you haven't included on your main website pages, you can use in a blog. Yeah, definitely. I think we should move on to, I guess, like the different types of searches you can do, because I think this is where then, you know, as you say with keywords and you have, you say 10 landing pages and your different keywords for that, they are obviously like a certain keyword type. So your blog allows you to target different people in a different way with different keywords, I guess. Um, Absolutely. So like the first one, for example, so you have what we call search intent. And I think there's four search intent methods, searches, whatever you want to call it. Well, Um, they're basically like there's four different types of searches that happen on Google. That's it. Yeah. And what Kate was saying, for example, back then in terms of you've got your 10 landing pages and each of those got a keyword those types of landing pages are the places you want people to purchase so for example me and Kate will have a page about our SEO packages for example we don't want people to go on there to find out tips and tricks or anything like that we want people to land on there and contact us straight away to work with us so that type of keyword search is a transactional search in terms of It's someone who knows what they want. So when they're searching on Google, they're searching something like SEO monthly support packages or something like that. They go, they know exactly what they want. They know they want to purchase there and then. So they want to go to a page that's going to make them purchase. The opposite to that is, I guess we could say the information based one, which is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the four, so the four, obviously Amy's covered transactional, um, there's commercial and information, informational, which sounds really weird to say (laughs) out loud. I've typed it loads, but so informational based searches and commercial, which we'll get to in a minute. The fourth one is navigational. This is where they are just looking for your website. So for example, someone would type in WebHive Digital or Mango and Wild, and they are just looking for your website. So typically, And this is why it's really important to have a unique brand name and make sure that your website is unique and that it's got at least like the basic um, SEO essentials, if you like, that most website platforms should offer. And most website designers, if you use a designer, should automatically optimize for. This is that when people search for your business, they find you on Google. This is why it's really important to have things like Google Maps and Google My Business set up. But that's a totally separate episode. But so we'll talk about navigational another day. But then commercial and informational are the two that you can target with a blog. Yeah. And when we're saying blog, so this is something that I have found. um, I guess this is people like outside of the website and like digital marketing space. People will often be like, oh yeah, like I have a blog and they have like one blog post on their website. And so when Amy and I are talking about a blog, we aren't talking about one blog post. We are talking about the blog in its entirety. So a blog that has... 30 blog posts or 60 blog posts or whatever that might be so for the sake of this to avoid confusion a blog is the entire thing a blog post is that individual post yeah yeah exactly like you say most people have on their website a news section or a blog section but obviously inside that section you then have all your individual posts or blogs or news 
related topics or whatever you want to call it. And they're the things you need to be doing. It's no good having a blog section with a blog. That blog is not going to get you very far. And like no. you said before, if you've got 10 pages, that's 10 keywords. So if you've then got only one more blog, that's only one more keyword you're able to target. So absolutely the yeah. of it is to do it monthly. Um, and again, the reason I guess for that is, for example, when it comes to landing pages, you're not ever going to be able to like tweak and change them and update them all the time. You're not going to be feeding loads of new content. For example, you've got packages. You're not going to be changing your packages all the time. So it's not content that kind of changes. It's stagnant content. But what happens with that is, yes, you obviously rank for it. The more people that land on that page from the keyword and stuff, the more you keep your rankings and so forth. However... Over time, Google will, what Google, I guess, does is kind of looks and say, it's crawling the website daily. Um, and what it's doing is kind of looking for new content, new information to help people with their searches. So if your website's constantly feeding new stuff to Google, Google's going to be constantly coming to your website going, what's this about? They've just created something else. Let's crawl that, see what it's about. And then that's where they start picking up new keywords for you to rank for. The only way you can do that on your website really is through a blog. So, yeah. you know, you need to create that blog monthly in order to be able to keep Google crawling your site all the time to allow it to then know, you know, new potential keywords to rank you for as such. Absolutely. And it helps Google understand the overall niche of your website. So just because you have a page about your dog grooming services, for example, doesn't mean that Google's suddenly going to see you as an authority within the dog grooming industry. But if you have a blog where you share tips and information and best products and how-to guides and all that kind of stuff, you become an authority within that industry as far as they're concerned. And so when your website puts out content about whatever it could be to do with that, it will be boosted higher on the fact that they're seeing you as an authority. And actually, Google recently rolled out an update that was designed to target these kind of low content, thin content sites that they're pushing out to people because their goal is to try and obviously push out the most helpful content possible. And it's most likely that that will come from bigger brands and people that can obviously invest more time into their website and helpful content and that kind of thing. So there's a lot to be said for having a blog actually helps to build your brand awareness, which in turn will help with your SEO. Yeah, 100%. Um, and another reason, I guess, why you should blog in terms of, yeah, what, you know, the benefits of it is a bit like if you take us for the example or a lot of people, you know, we're all in competitive industries. I don't think anyone can sit and go, I've got no one doing the same as me or no com competitors. Like the reason but I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, the reason we start a business is because we think we've got more to give something better than that other person, for example. So there's always going to be competition out there. And that means it's going to be harder to rank for keywords, depending again on the industries you're in. If you're in something really niche, like, I don't know, dishwasher cleaning tools or something really random. I bet that's not as unique as what you think. I no. bet if we looked into it, it would not be at all. No, to be fair, probably wouldn't, but... Nothing yeah, is like, unique. Literally, literally, like... 
No, probably isn't, to be fair. But, like, you're always going to have competition. And you've got to try and get people to your website instead of that other person's website. And that's where your blogging can help. Because if you're struggling to... And, I mean, take an example, actually, of, like, Amazon. How are you ever going to bloody outrank Amazon? Like, they're always going to be at the top because they're just so huge. So if you're trying to, like, also rank for selling green dresses you're just not going to be able to you're always going to be competing against people like amazon asos new look and whoever else so yeah it's thinking about how you can get people onto your website to know you sell green dresses as well so that's where your blogs can come in in terms of saying best green dresses for the summer you know best how to style a green dress or something like that. They're different things that people are going to be searching, which allows them to still be able to click on your website and generate awareness from you. Hopefully then by reading that purchase from you and it gives you a ranking authority on Google. Absolutely. And actually this ties back in really nicely to the four different types of search intent. And so the two that we haven't covered commercial and informational. So Amy gave a really good example there of both. So a commercial search would be best green dresses for the summer or what have you. So this is someone who has the intention to buy, but they haven't decided what they're going to buy yet. So it's very similar to a transactional search in that like they're a really warm lead and, and they're not quite as warm as a transactional search, obviously, but they, they've probably already decided they're going to buy a green dress. So then your job is you write a blog post and within that you will discuss, I don't know, maybe you do a whole range of green dresses. So you'll discuss them all in detail and you'll basically walk them through that buyer journey of this is the one for me. Whereas if they're looking how to style a green dress, this is an informational based search. They are not at the point yet where they've maybe even decided they're going to buy a green dress. Maybe they've already got one. So they're looking for how to style it. But you might say, this type of boot works really well with this style of green dress. Well, they might not have that style of green dress, but they love that look. And that is how you then turn them from, I'm just Googling for a bit of information to, oh my God, I want to buy this product. And that's, so they're the different ways that you you target the intent to turn them into a customer. So I think this is what, particularly for e-commerce brands, I find this, a service-based business generally sees and understands a lot more why, a blog post might be beneficial for them because what they're talking about is they're wanting to book clients. So they want to make a deeper connection with the client because that's, you know, like they need to provide some value before the person will invest in them. So it's a bit like, you know, social media strategy in general for a service-based business is to provide value. Lots of people are already doing that. With an e-commerce business, there's this, I think huge misconception that all they have to do is show off their products. And so when it comes to SEO, it's the same. They're like, oh, all I need to do is get my product pages ranking on Google. And it's like, yeah, but what about all those people that don't yet know they want to buy your product or they don't yet know they need your product? You can target those people. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also gives you an opportunity to upsell other products. Like you just said about the green dress example. Say you are a clothing store that sells shoes dresses tops hats accessories and all sorts it gives you an opportunity to upsell because if someone is searching like how to style a green dress 
like Kate says, that person probably has a green dress, but it gives you an opportunity to sell them accessories that will go well with a green dress or shoes that will go well with a green dress. So it's another way of getting more opportunities for, you know, not just the product that you may be thinking about. It allows you to upsell to other things. And I think this is often what people kind of forget is we get so heavily focused just on one thing or you know, one product or one service, when really, if you kind of think about a bigger picture of, you know, what is all the thing, what are all the things you've got and how can you interlink stuff, you're able to give yourself more opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. They're just, and and this is where the whole thing kind of comes full circle is that the more traffic you're getting to your website, the more chances there are people will see your services or your products, the more likely they are to buy. And a huge part of the strategy of blogging for SEO is getting them in that way. And I think this is just often where people are like, oh, I know I need to write a blog, but I don't know what to blog about or what have you. But if you already have a social media strategy, chances are you already know what to blog. The amount of helpful posts that I see on Instagram, on TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever. And I actually wrote a LinkedIn post about this a couple of weeks ago where I was saying it pisses me off so much that people will spend all this time writing this amazing, helpful LinkedIn post and they won't turn it into a blog. You're already writing for your target audience or you're creating videos for your target audience on another platform. Why not just turn that into a blog? And that is why it's actually better to start with a blog because then you're doing it the other way around. You're thinking about it in a more long form content kind of way. And then it's easier to push out the content on other platforms. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it is that thing because I bet like I could sit here and say, you know, I probably could look through all the social media posts I've done and like I've probably done, you know, hundreds about SEO. I could probably merge all of those together with tweaking a few to make it flow better and turn it into a big blog about SEO, for example. So it is definitely like a missing thing that business owners do. Like we're all guilty of it. Um but we were talking earlier, like before we jumped on about habit and, you know, getting into a consistent flow. And it is just getting into that consistent flow, like change your habit and routine. And instead of thinking to yourself, oh, I need to plan my content for social media. Think, what do I want to focus on this month? Like, what's my core message? OK, cool. My core message is about this product. How can I then turn this into? to a blog you know do I want to do it as an informational tips related blog on how to style x or whatever that may be and then create that blog and then take snippets from that and pull it onto your socials like once you get into that flow you will definitely like you know feel the benefits and rewards from it um so yeah I guess like moving on from that we've rambled on about like the different types (laughs) of search benefits of blogging and like I feel like I could talk about that all day long but of course there is factors to like blogging when we say just create a blog we don't mean go and write 30 words and then publish it so I guess we can like now move on to like cool you're going to switch this kind of like strategy around on creating a blog turning this into your social media stuff and that but obviously what do you need to do in terms of writing that blog yeah, because that is that's a huge is a huge part of it. So there's there's lots and lots of buzz in the SEO world, and I certainly give advice on word count, but actually there is no guidelines from Google on a minimum word count. So if you have read somewhere that you have to post a two thousand word blog post in order to show up on Google, 
that is there's no actual proof of that so I was reading a study the other day and there was this I can't think who it is maybe Backlinko. I can't remember who, who it was anyway but if I remember I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check out the blog post it's very very interesting lots of it's a huge huge SEO case study and they found that for all the top ranking blog posts they found it was between 1,000 150 odd words to 1,600 words was the average word count of a blog post that ranked number one on Google. But they also said that they found lots of blog posts that sat around the 500 to 600 word mark that ranked on Google. And so, but what was unique about those blog posts was that they answered the query, what the person was searching for so well with the word count that they had, that they were the best result. So if you are confident that you have given it your all and you've got to 600 words, don't feel like that's not enough. Don't like yeah. fluff it out for the sake of fluffing it out if you feel that's going to meet it. But there's a lot more. And this is where when you don't, I suppose, have the SEO tools or you don't understand competitor analysis as much, this is a bit harder. But so for me... I would be looking at, okay, who ranks number one at the moment and what's their word count? How well do they answer it? What other questions are they answering within it? And if they have got 300 words or 200 words and it's crap and they barely answer the search time, like I'd be happy to write a 600 word blog post and go after that term if I felt I could rank for it. Um, And again, if you find something that's like 200 words ranking for a keyword, 100% go for it because chances are without doing any keyword research, without doing any competitor analysis, it probably is low hanging fruit and it'll be easy to go for. Um, But yeah, so you can take definitely take word count into account. The more words that you have, the better, but only when they're helpful and only when they're actually relevant. Um, Don't pad it out. Yeah, with nonsense, basically. But some really good ways of doing that are let's say you're talking about a specific product like let's say we'll take the green dress example so you might start out saying um something like so you let's say we're doing how to style a green dress the first thing you could do is have like a subsection that's like what colors work well with green dresses and then you can have another section that's like what shoes work well or what's the best length for a dress that's like for a green dress or there's lots of different things you can put in there that will answer or more than answer the query, but are related to. Um, And the benefit you've got there is that if someone searches how to style a green dress, hopefully your blog post will come up. But also if someone types what colours go best with a green dress, hopefully your blog post will come up there as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's that, like, sometimes I think, yes, obviously there is factors. And if you do do keywords, obviously you're going to guarantee you know the search volumes and stuff for those keywords to know you know your chances of ranking but in all honesty like and I know this is probably like a thing of against SEO to say but as long as you're doing a blog post like and you're writing it about something that you know someone has a problem within you are probably capturing keywords without even realizing it so like the green dress example i'm sure if i put that in our seo tools that me and kate use we would see the search volumes and stuff for that but the key is like if you think to yourself you know taking that as the example right you know i'm a product-based business i sell dresses i wonder if people are you know have this question if you search it on google and things come up then there's no reason you can't blog about that 
like Kate says, maybe do your, like, have a look at a couple of other people's blogs, see how long they are, you know, to think to yourself, have they answered it really quickly? Have they answered it well? How many words have they possibly got? And then think to yourself, okay, cool, this person's only done 300 words, but actually I could add a bit more value by doing different types of colours that go with a green dress, best shoes to go with a green dress, the right lengths of a green dress and all those sort of things to then, you know, beef out, I guess, your blog to allow it to then have one more potentials of showing up for different information, informational-based searches, and then two, to be able to outrank the people who are currently on there for those search terms. So yeah, you don't have to do, like, you don't have to find a keyword in terms of, you know, going, oh, I'm, I'm going to do it for this keyword and it's going to rank with me for 30 searches or whatever that may be. You just need to do the blogging. Like, if you start organically ranking for that stuff and you think, wow, this is actually working. I've been writing all these like informational-based blogs and tip-related blogs, and I'm starting to see results. Then maybe that's when you could get on board with an SEO specialist and then start helping you really narrow down the keywords and build that strategy of like the purpose of your blog and how you can use different keywords to target things related to your products and stuff. But that's like a long-term thing if the key thing is just to start your blog and just start writing that content yeah absolutely and actually I think so you can reverse engineer keyword research if you want to just write a blog about something you think people are going to find interesting you can write it post it go back and check Google search console in three to six months time. See if people are landing on that page from Google and Google search console will tell you the keywords, the things, the search terms that they're typing in on Google and finding your blog. And from there you might think, oh, okay, someone's typed in that and found my blog. I don't even use that exact phrase, but then you can go back into the blog and optimize it for that phrase to boost it up. So this is a particularly good method if you are showing up on, say, like page two and you want to show up on page one. Well, if you're already ranking, even though you haven't really done any SEO for it, that's a really easy win. And, you know, you've reverse engineered it. So you've not sat there for ages being like, shit, I don't know what keywords to use. I don't understand keyword research. What does search volume mean? It's it's a much more, I suppose, like user friendly way to introduce yourself to on-page optimization and choosing the right keyword you can let google choose it for you it's a longer strategy but it works yeah a hundred percent um cool i don't think there's anything else i mean i know there is probably a hundred things we can ramble on about but i think that kind of rounds it off well and i guess like the key takeaways from this is to basically blog you know yeah don't overthink it you know you don't have to think about keywords and stuff like that Think about your business and the kind of people who have asked you questions and their pain points and start utilizing them as blogs. You know, if someone said to you like, oh, I'm really struggling with X, do a bit of research, see if it comes up on Google, have a bit of a deep dive into, you know, different types of questions people are asking, maybe relating to that question. And then just, you know, start turning that into a blog post. Um, <clears throat> but like we say the main takeaway is really just a blimmin blog and yeah. switch your strategy <laughs> just write the bloody blog <laughs> turn the podcast off and go and write a blog for crying out loud like if this has not taught you anything 
it's taught you that, that needs to be on your to-do list today. 100%, 100%. Um, <laughs> But cool, like, hope obviously you guys have enjoyed today's episode. We, I'm sure, like I say, can ramble on more and more. Um, but, you know, this is a really good baseline to understanding how to blog for SEO, why you should be doing it, and what you should be doing to, you know, support your website and overall marketing. Um, but like we say, as always, please do subscribe to the podcast so then you can keep up to date with new podcast episodes that come out every other week. Other than that, hope you've enjoyed and we'll speak to you soon.